A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Family estrangement is painful and isolating. What are the reasons that family members cut each other off? How can we cope with or prevent broken family ties? Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Jade Wu, and every week, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. So family estrangement is one of my most requested topics from listeners who are coping with loss and isolation that they feel when someone cuts off family ties. In a way, the grief of family estrangement can be more painful, or at least more complicated, than the grief over a loved one who has died. When a family member voluntarily walks away, you may miss them and feel confused, ashamed even, frustrated and disappointed, especially if the hope of reunification is dashed. So why do people excommunicate their family members, and are there any ways to cope or remedy the situation? Well, there hasn't been too much research about family estrangement, in part because it's a difficult thing to study. Many people don't want to talk about their parents or children cutting them off. But in recent years, researchers have been paying much more attention, especially to estrangement between parents and adult children. So today, let's talk about some things that they've learned. Number one, estrangement between parents and adult children is more common than you probably guessed. So given how much we talk to each other about families, in the news, in the movies, in our daily getting to know each other small talk, and even in our complaints about family disputes, you would think that almost all families are intact, even if there is conflict. In a large survey of young adults who were all college and graduate students at universities in the northeastern U.S., researchers found that about 17% experienced estrangement from an immediate family member, most commonly from the father. Surveying older adults found that about 12% were estranged from a child or children. And it's usually the adult children that cut off the contact while only about 5-6% to of parents are the ones initiating excommunication. This is possibly because, from a parent's perspective, a child is almost always the strongest bond. But for a child, they grow up to meet a partner or have children of their own, and their responsibilities and bonds shift primarily to their own nuclear family. In the rare cases where the parents cut off the child, the most common reason is that they object to another relationship that their child has. A spouse, someone they're dating, their in-laws, or maybe a step-parent. Less commonly, they felt that their child was being ungrateful or entitled, or that they truly didn't know the reason for the estrangement. These findings are from a large interview study with almost 900 participants, both parents and adult children who have experienced some sort of estrangement. One thing to keep in mind, though, is that 
Possibly parents have other common reasons for cutting off their kids too, but that those parents did not volunteer to participate in this study or other studies. On the other side of the coin, researchers also found that adult children mostly cut off their parents because of abuse, ongoing toxic behaviors, or feeling unaccepted or unsupported. So clearly, adult children had pretty different reasons for cutting off their parents. So going into a little more detail, they often talked about abuse, including emotional, physical, and sexual abuse in their own childhood from their parents, or ongoing toxic behaviors, including anger, cruelty, disrespect, hurtfulness, and feeling unaccepted or unsupported, including about their life choices, their relationships, their disability status sometimes, and other things that were really important to them in their life. There was one participant that I remember reading about in this study who poignantly said, the cumulative pain because of the past never went away, never was reconciled, never was discussed, never was apologized for, never acknowledged, nothing. I hoped I could let it go, but it never went away. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called the Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen. So, all of this paints a very painful picture of a pretty common experience for people this estrangement between parents and adult children. And we've also talked about how parents and kids had different reasons for cutting each other off. But here's a more hopeful finding that researchers have hit upon, which is that estrangement usually does not last forever. Another thing that differs between generations, that is, between adult children and their parents, is that while the vast majority of adult children feel confident that they never want to reconnect, parents are unlikely to feel that way. But when it comes to actual actions, a major research report on family estrangement found that a minority of estranged relationships actually stay so, especially when a mother or daughter is involved. 
For example, only 29% of children who had cut off their mothers maintained those estrangements with an unbroken history. Most of them instead had cycles of estrangement and reconciliation. So knowing that and knowing the other things we know about estrangement now, how can we try to remedy the situation? Many people, especially parents, deeply yearn for reconnection. So here are some tips for coping, reconnecting, and maybe preventing broken family ties. First, I would advise that during a period of estrangement, accept what you cannot control, but be ready for second chances. I wish there was a more magic bullet piece of advice I could give for people who want to reconnect right away. The truth is that relationships, especially close ones, are so complicated that it's impossible for me to reassure you with a broad stroke that reconnecting is definitely going to happen. And because it takes two to tango, like in any relationship or or lack thereof, the first thing to understand is that you cannot fully control the outcome. It's certainly easier said than done to accept your lack of control. If your heart yearns so strongly, surely there's something you can do. And that something may be to make peace within yourself by acknowledging your responsibility in the relationship rupture and by finding genuine compassion for the person you lost and for yourself. If you can be honest and accepting like this, you will be ready to take up any second chances you're offered, which may very well come at some point given what we know about how people usually cycle between connecting and estrangement. And I would advise that if you are offered a chance at reconciliation, you should be willing to acknowledge, accept, and change. So if your family member reaches out and you get that opportunity to reconnect, or perhaps You've never been estranged from your parent or child, but there is so much hurt in the relationship that it seems headed that way. Well, to heal or prevent broken ties requires similar types of effort. So given what we know about why adult children walk away, namely lack of acknowledgement about a past hurt or trauma, lack of acceptance and toxic behaviors like judgment and control, we can try to reverse engineer those behaviors by doing the opposite. So one thing you can do is acknowledge and apologize for past hurts and traumas. Even if you were not the person that directly inflicted the trauma, sometimes your denial of someone else's wrongdoing is just as painful. Or it's possible that you didn't think you inflicted trauma, but your loved ones see it that way. Now is not the time to split hairs on definitions, because denial of what the other person feels deeply to be true is a sure way to build the estrangement wall higher. A simple acknowledgement of their experience without being defensive can bring the most powerful catharsis. We also want to accept the person just as they are. Nobody is perfect, and most of us are far from it. There are lots of reasonable disagreements between reasonable people about the right and wrong ways to live. So between all of this ambiguity and human frailty, ask yourself, what do I want more? For this person to conform to my standards or for this person to be in my life? Make your best efforts to demonstrate that you're willing to listen and learn even if you can't completely change your worldview overnight. 
And lastly, but also most importantly, change behaviors that your loved one finds toxic. Usually, we don't do things to hurt our family members intentionally or even knowingly. Perhaps you've always thought that you were a responsibly strict parent, diverting your child from what you thought were risky ways. You were sure that once your child became an adult, they would appreciate your efforts. But sometimes what you intended as helpful is experienced as quite hurtful by the person on the receiving end. So be open and non-defensive if your loved one tells you that your behavior hurt them. You have a right not to be attacked, of course, and to maintain your sense of dignity. You can work on building this mutual respect in the long run. But for now, the most urgent thing is to show that you're open to change because opportunities for reconciliation do not last forever. So we've learned today that despite how common family estrangement is and how parents and adult children are really not on the same page for why there's estrangement, there is some hope because estrangement often does not last forever, and there are definitely things you can do to prepare for second chances and to remedy those broken ties and to prevent further estrangement. We want to acknowledge the past, we want to accept the person, and change behaviors that they find toxic. And now that social workers and healthcare providers are becoming more aware of the deeply impactful issue of family estrangement, there are more and more resources for helping people to cope. So for example, Stand Alone is an organization based in the UK that conducts research, offers support, and raises awareness about this issue. It may also offer you a place for community when you're feeling isolated from family estrangement. Let me know what other questions you have about family and the complicated psychological factors that go into family relationships. And I wish you all happy, healthy families in 2020. You can reach me on Facebook and Twitter. I'm at QDTSavvyPsych and at JadeWooPhD. If you'd like psychology tips delivered straight to your inbox, subscribe to the Savvy Psychology newsletter. You can also make sure you don't miss an episode by subscribing on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Savvy Psychologist is audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg and edited by Karen Hertzberg. As always, Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for mental health care from a licensed professional. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you again next week for a happier, healthier mind. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, 
tune into the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches Podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The anxietycoachespodcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.